welcome to Jag Bags, a discussion of all things pop culture. I'm Mike Beyer. And I'm Len Foote. And welcome to the program. You are listening live from the home studios in Woodridge, Illinois. The air is thick with Oscars-like anticipation. Uh, tonight, we have a true thought leader with us as our <laughs> guest from the world of entertainment. He is a true fixture of the Chicago storefront theater scene. He is a director. He is an actor. He is a writer, not only with Chicago's own factory theater, but with several other uh, companies as well. His latest project is uh, the company called The Conspirators. We welcome Billy Bullion to the podcast. Billy, thanks for joining us. Hello, friends listening to this who aren't seeing anything that we're looking like. I've never been on a podcast before. We all look great. I noticed we're all, Len, you and I have a similar aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I got a little, I got a hoodie on and some sweatpants. Yeah. Little Mr. I dress P- up for the diamond listeners who get to see the, us in person. Oh, that's cool. They got the camera for the diamond listeners. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, I also have a Mr. Pib stain on my pants. You know, <laughs> I'm dressed as you as well. I just have an IV, Mr. Pib IV right now. <laughs> it's jammed into his left arm. Anyway, super, super glad to be here. Long time listener, first time pay attentioner. <laughs> well, thank you for so doing you listen. You put Jag Bags as background. <laughs> I, I work, I work over Jag Bags. <laughs> well, tonight we have a very special topic. We are uh, going to be talking the latest Facebook bracket, which is authored by Len and Billy, special guest Billy on uh, a bracket. This is the first time you've ever had a guest. No, he, we, what was the other one we did? Remember? We, we did one other one. Oh, cowbell. Cowbell. Remember yes. the cowbell one? Right. The cowbell bracket. Yes. So this is right. our second one. But this is a major one. This yeah. is top movies of the 1970s. Mm-hmm. And what a rich tableau of film <laughs> to choose from. Uh, and I'm being serious. Like the 70s, that's, you know, as, as far as I'm concerned, that's, that's the golden age. Me too. Um, I agree. I'm laughing at the idea of a tableau of motion picture. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, my script uh, writing, my script writer was off, so I'm, I'm kind of scratching my own notes uh, tonight. He's doing his point at the dictionary. Yeah, that's right. What, what's, a, what's an impressive sounding word? Jag bag. Very impressive. Very. Uh, so uh, how big is the bracket? 96 movies. Ooh. But even that's 96 even movies, it's hard because that's, that's, that's less hard. than 10 a year. It's a whole decade. So I'm, I'm expecting a lot of yelling, which is yeah. always fun. No, it is. I like it. I like it when people yell. I like the all caps and the exclamation points, you mm-hmm. know. And the, sometimes you get emoji, really, if you get younger uh, people participating. Can yeah, we talk so we'll, about we'll the see what the response is. Can we talk about the people who just uh, take the time to write no vote <laughs> on brackets? I refuse. There, I've no done that. I've done that. Vote. <laughs> have you? You have not. Oh, yeah. If if I'm angry at, if, at two pieces inclusion <laughs> in the bracket at all, or someone unjustly beat their predecessor, <laughs> I was like, I, no, no. Just for spite. I don't mind that as much as people just write no vote for no reason. Like it's a first round matchup. It's like, 
Why? Or, okay. or like maybe they feel obliged to respond, but don't have an opinion, but need to tell you they don't have an opinion. I think there's a couple people that think that, like, I'm going to not count their vote unless they vote in every one of them, even if it's a say no vote. It's like people who no votes a vote. So it's like people who text you and then sign their name at the end. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's like that. He does that with all forms of communication. I am angry this at this me, bracket. By the way, I am angry at this bracket signed Oaken. <laughs> These are people who are very concerned about attendance being taken. I'm here to say no vote. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, so, so it's 96 movies. Top four seeds that we reach the point where I have to guess the top because that's really hard. Well, first of all, are, I don't think I, it's that hard, actually. But I'm we'll assuming, Len, that we're going with the fake the fake decade, which is 70 to 79, as opposed to the mathematical decade, which is 71 to 80. Yeah, yeah, 70 to 79. It has to have a seven in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I, I guess it is sort of. All right. I'm guessing Star Wars. Of course. I, I'm all. guessing uh, The Godfather. Yes. That's two. Gotta, gotta have The Godfather. I'm guessing uh, Rocky. I gave Rocky a two seed. It could have been a one, though. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Two is pretty good, though. I mean. Yeah, you can't have. I mean, it's only four out of 96. Yeah. So. But I almost made Rocky a one. Almost. Did you put the Godfather part two as a I number did. one seed? Because those are the two, besides Star Wars, I think the Godfather movies are the most talked about from the 70s. Well. Only because right now there's a get this beef zeitgeist going on uh, from the anniversary of the release, the 50th anniversary of the release of The Godfathers um, and stuff. So in the zeitgeist, it is very talked about right now. But yeah, we all reach but back. I think to even, yeah. even in general, as far as people referencing movies, Godfather gets referenced the most besides Star Wars. You know, that's that's got to be something that people do. They're going to talk about it because it's you know it's been there. It's an icon. I'm trying to Is read the spirit this. of Marlon Brando walking through read the, the words on Jimmy Khan's chest right now. <laughs> <laughs> the diamond listeners are spooked. They're fleeing. <laughs> this specter has showed up. <laughs> well, that's tough. Number number four. How about The Exorcist? I think I made that a two also, but that again, that that's that would have been a good one seed. Same kind of thing, cultural impact and gets right. referenced all the time. Not just not just a popular movie, but a well-reviewed movie too. So, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how about Star Wars, which is not a well-reviewed movie? <laughs> well, I think I remember there being some good reviews for it when it first came out. Yeah, there's been a lot. I think more of it's backlash than anything. Yeah, I think I think Ebert liked it and Siskel didn't, as I recall. Really, yeah. and a lot of people blame Star Wars for um, the '70s movies steering away from being these like gritty movies that felt independent into more blockbusters. Right. So I think it's a lot of that. Yeah, we'll talk a bit more about that. I'm sure. How about Chinatown? Chinatown, also a two. You're getting all the twos. You're getting all the twos. Did I say network? Did I say network? Network is a three. 
Oh, I'm losing. I'm going. We've talked about this movie on the podcast, and it actually will come up when we talk about one of the other topics, Pete. I'm giving you a big hint. A hint that just went way over (laughs) my head and just further confused me. We've talked about this movie before. Yes. He's trying to tell you that he's mad as hell and he's just not going to take it anymore. Jaws. There you go. Oh, nice. Woohoo. Wow, what a save. I was and Jaws is just like Star Wars, I think. So you didn't pick Harold and Maude as your number number one. <laughs> I was going, I was gonna go like a woman under the influence. Uh, uh, I didn't put I didn't put Mary women under, uh, I didn't put women under influence in the bracket, even though it's really uh it's a I mean, it could, I could have easily put it in there, but it's hard. You gotta, you gotta, There's 95 better films. There's 95 better films. I did put Harold and Maude in, but that was one of the ones you picked. Yeah. That, but I'm curious, tough. how how deep is this going to go? Do we do we have enough people who vote that are going to know all these movies? I think Once you get know. past the big ones that everybody knows. Yeah. I think you learned a lot about the age of your demographic. Yeah, right. I'd say and, the majority of my friends are in on Facebook that vote are forties and fifties. So yeah. they're in the, they're, they're pretty and, close. And they're the smart right people. They're smart people. They'll know these movies. I think so. I mean, we have a pretty movie literate uh, crowd. Do you want me to you want me to make these public so that your friends will see it too? I would love it. Yeah, I'm, I'll try to remember to make them public and then uh just steer them to my page, I guess, where it's posted. So maybe we'll get even a bigger amount of votes then. I'm going to be open right now to your derision and scorn and say that I've never seen Harold and Maude. Ooh, good one. Yeah. I, don't, I don't give you any scorn for that. You can't say everything. Yet you've probably sung the entire soundtrack at Carol. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Cat Stevens. Cat Stevens, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, I, I'm, I'm skipping around, but uh, one of the topics that I wanted to make sure to get to is that, you know, it's impossible to see all, every 70s movie, obviously. And we all have our own, like, guilt. We talk about guilty pleasures, but then there's also guilt over, like, you've never seen this movie. Your old mod? Yeah, you've never seen that? What's wrong with you? How old are you? And um, But yeah, we probably all have movies from the 70s that we know we should see. They're acknowledged as great movies of the 70s on all the lists or just well-reviewed or well-respected. Why don't we, why don't we go into that right now, then? Let's and yeah, but, well, you, you never... These are the movies that you never think of when you're like, what should I watch? I should search for something on my streaming service. What should I watch? I don't know. And this is what this bracket is here to serve you to find that movie like Harold and Maude that you yeah. should immediately rent for free. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, it's, it's moved to the top of my list for sure. I really shouldn't watch uh, other movies uh, that I've, I like to watch seventies movies and I watch all these like, you know, obscure movies and I've still never seen Harold and Maude. Uh, my other what two. Are, that what I've, are your other ones, Beeb? What are your other ones? That you my do? other two are Paper Moon. I never saw Paper Moon. I haven't either. I haven't seen Paper Moon. It's a good and one. I, and I haven't seen Shaft. The, Shut <laughs> your mouth. <laughs> I know it's true. Oscar, uh, Oscar winner for best song. 
right? I mean, like a, a cultural, I mean, touchstone. Yeah, definitely. Never saw it. Those are my. Yeah, I have some big ones. Jaws, of course. Unbelievable. Amazing. Deer Hunter. The Deer Hunter. Those are two big ones. And Coming Home was a pretty big one of the 70s. Won Oscars. Yeah. I that one. I always got that mixed up with Deer Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Same kind of um, Vietnam themes. Right. And a lot of praise, Oscars. The. And then the, another one we talked about before, Beat, is Clute. That's one I always wanted to see. And I just yeah. never remember to go, oh, sit down and go, all right, I got to watch this. Great movie. Jane uh, Fonda, right? Yeah, yeah Jane Donald, Fonda. Donald Sutherland. Oh, right, 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 right. I, I also have two, not seen Two Titans of the 70s. Yeah. Excellent flick. I um I I kind of divide them up by category. I have one from each category: drama, comedy, action. But I I also have like a, a second one that it's even funnier or less funny. I have not seen, perhaps, uh, for instance, Peter Bogdanovich's The Last Picture Show, which is an icon of of creating. It's something that I would definitely see, and I definitely have not seen. Man, one of my favorite movies. Um, and also, I'm ashamed to say, Network. <laughs> wow. Two of my favorites. Yeah. Wow. You're cutting me to the bone. You will love Network. I am taking all no, of your no. picks out of the bracket. Now. Oh, you will love that movie. Well, here, I love that whole thing about the 70s. One of the themes of 70s movies I'm noticing is like we start to see more movies that are deconstructing the idea of movies. And that, and uh, I know Network is one of those. And it's, it's just like, yeah, I got. I know. It's like I got to put away a few hours one night and just. Um, I'm, going, I'm going to text you every night tonight. Make it tonight. Hold, well, hold that thought because there is a worse movie, a worse to have oh, not seen movie in the comedy department. I will, I'm ashamed to admit right here and now, I have never watched Young Frankenstein all the way through. <laughs> really? I have. I know the jokes. Podcast is over. I know all the jokes from it. I know about the knockers and the raining. <laughs> You've seen all the clips, like putting under it. I have never sat down and watched Young Frankenstein, and I oh, I could have seen it in the theater. I was old enough. Um, also, my other comedy is Love and Death. Another um, Woody oh, Allen. Funny. Woody Allen's Love and Death. There's a iconic. Um, I couldn't really find an action movie that I hadn't seen except Breaking Away. <laughs> you have to see Beeb's face right now. Break, breaking oh. ways. I, I wonder what you will think of that movie. I'm curious. I'm definitely curious. Well, it was, yeah, it was, it was filmed, you know, it was right when I was about the age of the main characters and everything. It was like one of those coming of age movies. And I just, I came of age with risky business instead, you know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, breaking away, breaking away is like, it's a, it's like, it's almost like a sports movie or it has a very kind of sports yeah, it's a sports movie. It's got a confusion. bike race. Yeah. It's got a rocky. It has a rocky arc. Very much. And very much. It's funny though, is the lead Dennis Christopher is the only one who ended up not being a star because they had Dennis Quaid, right. Jackie Haley, and Daniel Stern. Right. And Dennis Christopher was great in the movie. He just his career just never took off. Yeah. Paul Dooley is the and then, dad. And, you guys asked me for the best reviewed movies that I haven't seen, which these are funny. Um, 
I picked The Conformist by Bernardo Bertolucci or actually anything foreign in the 70s. <laughs> I've never seen any foreign movies. <laughs> or actually Robert Altman's Nashville. I have not seen. That is one. You are killing me. Greatest film. Okay, I'll I'll be honest. I don't see the big deal about Nashville. So, see you guys later. Now, Landon, Landon, I'm done. At least I didn't enjoy enjoy your plebeian talk. I'm glad I never. I'm glad I told him I still haven't seen Godfather. You know that. This is good. I I feel better. Russell Disney films, the seventies. I'm done. I feel better that we've unburdened ourselves here. Yeah, I feel a lot less less shame. And the nine people who listen to this are going to be like, you know, that's not going to be big coverage for for me. Ten, ten, ten. Ten now with me. Now that I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. Right. Um, Yeah. Uh, Well, should we get into? Well, of, of the movies we have seen. Should we get into uh, our uh, top 10? Mm. Yeah, let's start with the guests. All right. Um, so, okay. After about four, it's like, the, then the next six are the same. Yeah, right. Um, and, you know, some. I think I, I, I judge them based on what, what impact they had on me, right? So, like... I don't have The Godfather first, even though I will admit it's the greatest American film on my list. Yeah. It's like, for me, it didn't have, because I was just a little too young when it came out. It didn't have the impact on me that some of these other films did. Um, so I will say that. So my number one film of the 70s, or do you want me to go 10 to, you want me to go 10 to one or one to 10? I like 10 to one. Builds up the suspense for our nine listeners. Nice. Okay. So near the bottom of my list, around 10, um, Again, out of 96. Um, I, you know, 70s movies have genres. I kind of talked about the, um, the movies about deconstructing movies genre. Um, the New York, the gritty New York genre, very 70s. Um, my number 10 film is Saturday Night Fever. I love that movie. Um, and, you know, the, the film school that kind of Scorsese comes out of and that whole mean streets and taxi driver and this is kind of in that new york is a gritty place genre um they have that as a four seat nice um because i remember the bg the, <laughs> the bgs did win the disco bracket as i recall <laughs> no they did stay in a live oh. one the bgs did stay in a live yeah stay in a live one yeah stay in a live one the disco bracket staying alive was the sequel i thought i thought it's saturday night fever won. Stay, staying alive. No, too. I mean staying alive. The song won my disco bracket. Yeah, I love that opening scene where he's carrying the paint bucket. Um, okay, again near the bottom of these ten hard to pick films, Clockwork Orange. Yep, I like that movie. Uh, yeah, that movie's and, brutal. It is. It brutal. really, literally, is brutal. Um, it's yeah, hard to watch at points. Yeah. You know, and luckily Kubrick only made one movie per decade. Otherwise, I might have four of them up here. <laughs> yeah, he took his time. I gave that a 16 seat. Right. Barry, Lind- Barry Linden was the other 70s one, as I recall. <laughs> have you seen Barry Linden? I'm still seen watching it because it, it's like 340 hours long. I tried. I really tried to watch yeah. it. It's actually good. It's just, it's you got to make sure you're not watching it late at night because you will fall asleep. Yeah. Right. right. Um, 
Next up, one of my sentimental favorites, and it jumps from one to six to two in my list all the time, is Being There. I love that movie. Uh, yeah. Um, based on the, what's his name? Novel. <laughs> Jersey Kaczynski. Jersey Kaczynski novel, who was in my favorite 1980 movie, Reds. Um, um, yeah, um, and uh, fucking Peter Sellers' last great performance. Although, unfortunately, like a lot of movie stars who die, he doesn't die after the great performance. He dies after Dr. Fu Manchu. <laughs> <laughs> after being there. Yeah, and being there, that's that was such a departure for him. Yeah, it was a great film. Um, and then another movie about deconstructing movies is uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Come on, that's a classic. Yeah, I saw that in the theater, and I, I've never been the same. <laughs> oh, my God. Was it a packed house, do you remember? No. No one was there. No. It was me and, like, ten other nerds and my dad and my brother. <laughs> <laughs> because we, we watched Monty Python late night on Channel 11. Yeah, I remember stumbling upon Monty Python when I was, like, a teenager and being like, what is this? Oh, my God. And this <laughs> Where did this come from? We were we were we memorized all the scenes in it and and performed yeah. them in the hallways. Yeah, yeah. All right, now we get into kind of interchangeably great <laughs> films. Right. Um, next up, Cabaret, and I discovered that late in life. I was you know very very a, a child when that first came out. But the more I do theater, and I love movies about theater, but the more you know, I just love that whole dark sense of humor. I try to write and direct in the style of this this movie. I love Cabaret. Had you ever seen it like performed on the stage? Because I, I never have. I no, no, I haven't. I just wondered how it compared to like a stage. Yeah, I think I I really think Bob Fosse. Um, one that barely didn't make this list is All That Jazz. Um, that's another one of my favorite movies. I just I think Bob Fosse is a very good director. Agreed. Agreed. Well, you'll be excited that. B and B are doing our two man cabaret coming soon. It's supposed to be a surprise, but we've been working on it. Yeah. Where do you see my costumes, Billy? <laughs> Beef's costumes are elaborate. Yeah. Do they look anything like the, the kid from Dune last night? <laughs> well, spoiler alert, yes. <laughs> I can't wait to see that show. Um, if you want any, like, you know, notes that you can take or leave, you know, just let me know. I can come to a rehearsal and, and uh, give you some notes on that. All right. Um, then, you know, I'm, I put The Godfather here around number five. Um, again, greatest film of all time, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it didn't have the impact. It has the kind of the intellect. For me, it has intellectual impact. It's like I recognize how great the godfather is it's like citizen kane i've never been able to sit through citizen kane without falling asleep i acknowledge that it's the greatest film i've ever seen <laughs> godfather i love it i will quote it i know when he puts his hand in his jacket on in front of the hospital i know all the things by heart i have four more movies that affect me more profoundly um animal house is number four Yay! <laughs> Right. I should say National Lampoon's Animal House. Right. They really tried to get that branding thing going, National yeah. Lampoon, and it just. But nobody calls any of those movies National Lampoon's. National Lampoon's vacation, European Vacation. Yeah. None of them. Yeah. None of them stuck. But Animal House is just a you know it's it created a new genre of comedy that, kind of like Airplane did. They just sort of said now movies have to be like this. And it's and it's the writing to me was the smartest part of it. 
I thought it was just—I thought it was just so uh, clever and almost like intellectual, almost. Yeah, and that w- I think that was like the the lampoon's thing is they were just a a hopper of really intelligent, smart, iconoclastic writers that <laughs> made that happen. What is the worst fraternity on campus? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think we should be leaving? What a great idea. <laughs> um, and then, okay, so the top three. So do you want to guess what my top three films are? Ooh. Uh, well, okay. Um, I got to Okay, The Godfather. No, that's my number you five. You said that. Oh, oh you're right. Star Wars. Godfather Part Two. Star Wars is number three. No, I don't have Godfather Part Two up here. Okay. Um, Star Wars I have is number three. It again changed my life, and I've I've now seen it. I think more than any other film now that I have television. <laughs> Actually, no, I may have seen Empire Strikes Back more, <laughs> but that's 1980. Um, okay, so yeah, Star Wars is in top three. What else? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a crazy guess. I'm not really crazy. I'm gonna say Tommy. <laughs> Ooh, interesting call. Because you picked two who movies to be in the bracket. Not a, not a very good movie though. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I kept I kept Tommy in the bracket. I did not put Quadrophenia in there. Yeah, I mean, both of them became cult classics. Um, Tommy probably a little more uh, broad broader broader section of people who liked it. And I uh, think Tommy's more seventies. Tommy feels like the seventies. That's why sure. I, I put it in there. For sure. How about, how about one flew over the cuckoo's nest? Oh yeah, uh, tough for me. But uh, but no, no. no. I, uh, there's two movies that affected me more strongly than that. Hmm. The French Connection. No, no, no. I'll I'll tell you right now. Number one is Apocalypse Now. Uh-huh. Uh, oh yeah. I I think that's Coppola's greatest work, and and it's unfinished. And then I saw the Redux, and actually it is finished. Uh, but in the seventies, it's unfinished, and it just takes you on a journey that you can't remember. It just takes you all these places, and the performances are amazing. Um, you can see Coppola pulling his hair out, trying to make it. It's it's my greatest film of all time. Um, but number two is an interesting choice. I, I put for number two, which is from the great 70s genre, the nostalgia genre. So like Paper Moon would be from that genre. The Sting. The Sting is actually oh, one of my favorite, favorite films ever. Um, and paired with Butch Cassidy. It's a mwah. But yeah, The Sting. So yeah, so Sting, Apocalypse, Star Wars, Sting, Apocalypse Now, take me to the top of my list. Yep, they're all in it. The Sting, I don't, I'm curious how the Sting will do. I, I only gave the Sting a 17 seat. I don't know how, how people think of that movie these days. I know way back in the 70s, everybody loved it. But I don't know if it gets watched a lot these days. You know, we don't really reach back for that kind of nuanced, longer, fil- slower paced film anymore. Yeah, I mean, uh, unless you're like a nominee for a Best Picture Oscar, like Drive My Car, I thought that was pretty slow paced or Power of the Dog. Those were, 
Those are a little slow, but I, I, I hear what you're saying. That's slow paced and three plot points, whereas the sting was slow paced and had like 50 plot points. Ah, you're very true. <laughs> very true. That's what's going to be. I'm curious to see when we do the bracket because it's 96 movies. So 32 have buys. So like the nine seeds versus the 24 seeds, that's going to determine what kind of orders we're going to get. If they know all of those movies, then we might have an interesting bracket. In that nine interesting versus order. 24. Yeah. Yeah. But if we're not, we're not getting a lot of interest in the early ones, it'll probably play out like we expect it to. Basically, two to one votes, and they're all on this podcast. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You want to do yours, Beef? your top ten? Yeah. Um, I got uh, also, I wanted to prove that I'm not a complete idiot, and I have honorable mentions here, which includes The Godfather Part Two. Um, all that jazz, as mentioned, Rocky, as I think we spoke about, but also Halloween is my is my uh, horror movie and, and sentimental favorite, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I can't think of anything more seventies unless it's Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. <laughs> <laughs> that is very. I should have put that in the bracket just for, no, right. just to biggest train wreck of the seventies. <laughs> yep. Yep. That was a train. We had the album. We did have the album on vinyl. When I was a kid, I like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory was an event. Like that, yeah. it was like you looked forward to it because you know, just to date ourselves. I mean, there was no other way you could watch it except when they would put it on TV, and then you planned your week around it. Like Wizard I, of I Oz, anyway. It was on once a year, like Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, Billy, I feel like my top 10 is very similar to yours. I had my number 10 is The Exorcist, um, just because that movie scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> Literally. Uh, my number nine is Young Frankenstein. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's just, uh, I, once again, just bit after bit. It's just, it's, it's bits. It's great. It's uh, old school. Uh, you know, just a reliable, wacky, um, uh, tried and true. I mean, Mel Brooks. Um, and uh, the um, that's my number nine. My number eight is The Sting. Um, and hey. I think I love The Sting, just really great. It's very well written, like you said, 50 plot points, and just how it all yeah. comes together is just just tremendous. Your boss is a good card player, Mr. Kelly. How does he do it? Oh, come on. Robert Shaw is outstanding in that. Awesome. In there. He's so great. Um, uh, my number uh, seven is Jaws. Um, yes. and, uh, and I think I like Jaws. And everyone knows the story about how Spielberg could not get the, the mechanical shark to work properly. And right. so we had to like kind of improvise on the fly if i'm and, and but just the suggestion of a big shark like was scarier i think probably than any machine they could have oh yeah it's the old that scared, the old, that scared the bejesus out of me as well the old horror movie trope is that you don't show the monster that when you once you show the monster it's over you know the tension's gone right so that's like him not being able to show the monster made it a little scarier brilliant um my number six is network uh, uh, a movie that is, uh, I think you'll love that movie. 
Uh, I think it's sure. sadly timeless. Um, it's very, uh, it's depressingly so. Um, my uh, number five is uh, a, a, also Animal House. Just come on. Yes. I mean, come on. Uh, we double secret up. probation. <laughs> Zero point zero. <laughs> Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to provide some. Did you did you catch in the Twilight Zone movie the the reference to Niedermeyer? No. So in the opening sequence where um, Vic Morrow, unfortunately, was killed in the filming of it. There, the uh, the platoon of Vietnam soldiers is is watch walking through the river, marching through the the the, the Mekong or whatever, and one of them says, "I knew we shouldn't have shot Lieutenant Niedermeyer." <laughs> shot in Vietnam by his own troops. Exactly, and so they referenced that in John Landis's portion of the Twilight Zone movie. That is yeah, that so character. Awesome. I read something about that guy. He said he got to do that character a whole bunch of different times because just from Animal House. That yeah. we're not going to take it video, of course. So there was, a, there was an interview with him where he purposely they had everybody like in the in a in a in a apartment building, all the actors and crew, and the actor who played Niedermeyer, um, I forget his name. Yeah, I can't remember his name. But he purposely wanted to room underneath the guys in the Delta house <laughs> because he really wanted to hate them. <laughs> they, they were like wild party guys. And this actor liked to get his eight hours and they kept waking him up. But that was a conscious choice he made. Oh, my God. I love he that. He wanted story. to help him get him in the character. Mark Metcalf was the actor. Mark Metcalf, right. Mark Metcalf. Um, and then, you know, like you said, the, the rest of uh, my movies are pretty much interchangeable. I'm, I'm going with uh, The Godfather. Yes. I'm going with uh, The Godfather Part Two because yes. to me, they're like, you know, you just put them, um, to me, they're like almost one movie. Um, I like did, you the- ever, did you ever get a chance to watch that edit that put everything in chronological order? I think it was on like regular TV. They, yeah, uh, it was they, interesting to see it that way. Yeah, yeah. And they also put the disclaimer that was like, "This would be unfair to suggest that this movie is representative of a particular ethnic group." Uh, like they tried to like. Oh. I, I love that uh, little disclaimer they put. Do you remember that? I do, and I and I was like, "Oh, okay." Thank you. I think that. I think all the creators of this are also Italian, but fine, fine, okay, okay. Let me say, uh, <laughs> and then my other two, uh, Rocky, yes, Rocky to me was just uh, just great, um, and uh, it, just great performances too. Burgess Meredith, I just loved Burgess Meredith in Rocky. He's great, Burt Young. I mean, what a Burt Young, Burt Young, what a scumbag. What a scumbag he is, man. Awesome. I think it, he has um, played a character named Polly in five different films. Oh, I was just watching. <laughs> we'll get to it later. He's but always yeah, I you. where he wears a pork pie hat and kind yeah. of scratches himself. Has a robot. Oh, that's the eighties. Yeah, that's the eighties. Just and like then, him and him and Niedermeyer just got a lot of work just from that one part that they did ten times. Yeah. I mean, there are worse ways to make a living. He took my thumbs, Polly. Anyway. <laughs> And then the last one is Star Wars. 
Um, yeah. And then my my uh, honorable mentions. You made you had a good one with Halloween. That scarred yeah. me. Um, really scarred me. Uh, Bad News Bears. Yes. Uh, a uh, talk about. I'm a sucker for sports movies, and uh, to me, that was one of the top. And then Apocalypse Now. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Yeah. Really. I just I want to call attention to the fact that none of us has used the phrase "a new hope." in this discussion because the movie is star Wars, especially when you're talking about seventies movies, the movie's called star Wars. Yes. Yeah. I now call it star Wars one um, because it's the first one of a series of nine films. <laughs> call it star Wars. The second one is the empire strikes back. Yeah. I just call it star. There you go. Nice. All right, Len, your top 10. Bust them out. My number 10 is the jerk. Good one. Good Hilarious. comedy. I love he Steve Martin. these cans. That's yes. all I need. I don't that need whole anything movie else. is so funny. And I, I'm doing it like you did it. I Ones that really affected me. Yeah. So yeah. I don't have either Godfather in there. And These are more the impact they had on me. Right. I was a huge oh. Steve Martin fan back in the day. And when that movie came out, it was like, it was like you know, an epiphany. Just to see him full, you know, full featured like that. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh. And I was rooting for him because, like, you know, he's a successful stand up and he was hilarious on Saturday Night Live. And this is his first full movie. And I was rooting for him. Like, wasn't didn't King Tut be hilarious? Didn't King Tut just come out to the his singer? He, yeah. yeah, he did everything in the 70s. And he's, then the Muppet, the Muppet movie where he plays a cameo was also in the 70s. Yeah. Right. Like to smell the bottle cap as the waiter. <laughs> <laughs> yep so the jerk big steve yep. martin fan number nine this will surprise you guys invasion of the body snatchers oh, the remake oh. yes because terrible. i remember going to see it and being terrified and then walking out and the streets felt empty. I was walking home terrified. <laughs> like somebody is going to turn me into a pod person. Yeah, That's how you know. Yeah, Donald, I, it's another so Donald vivid. Sutherland. Yeah, it's so vivid in oh. my memory. So I had to put it in there. I had to put it in The most terrifying ending to a horror movie was that, was that Donald Sutherland uh, screaming at the end. Yeah. And a great casting of Donald Sutherland. Yeah. Just like Animal House, yeah. He's a, he's, a, he's he is the seventies. He really is. He's very seventies. And then my my number eight is one that we just talked about. Last Picture Show. Oh, you need to see Last Picture Show. I do. That's your top ten. Oh my gosh! It's critically one of the top ten, also. Yeah, it's fantastic. I don't want to say too much about it. It's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> we like to inject a little kind. You're going to be really mad when I get to number one, B. Oh, okay. Well, Steve I, also I, prefers I, Dr. Pepper to Mr. Pibb. I just want uh, to dare you. How dare you. Sowing discord already. <laughs> My number seven is Woodstock. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. And another one where hmm. I remember I went with Oaken and a couple other guys, and we saw it at Music Box. 
And I was like, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. So I'd always heard about it. I'm like, this is unbelievable how good it is. That's interesting. Yeah, huh. I think it's just a oh, great I mean, as, a, as, as an archival existence, very much like the Summer of Soul that just won an Oscar. Yeah, so it's, it's got the two things going on. It's got the great so music. It's important that we have that documented. Right. It's got, it's got the great music, and it's a documentary of what was going on at that point in history. So it's fascinating. Yeah. And I'm glad I saw it on the big screen, too. Right. My number six, so... Me and Ernie, you guys know Ernie, Ernie mm-hmm. Geek. We used to go to a movie every Christmas break when we were kids. It was like a big thing. Like our parents would go, would let us go see a movie. And one of, out of the ones we we saw, my favorite was Superman. And so at the Gateway Theater, which is Cop- Copernicus Center now. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is incredible. And still the best Superman by far, I think. They tried it after us. They tried to like make it kind of like a Star Wars type of blockbuster kind of feel. Yeah. So you like Superman one better than Superman two? I th- um I didn't put well Superman two. I also love. Yeah, I have to watch him again to judge that the, because the Superman two the eighties. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought it was seventy eight. Oh, I think they're both. I think I think Superman two was eighty. Okay. I, thought I, I thought I checked that. Let me look real quick. Then yes, my favorite Superman of the seventies is Superman. I thought Superman two was because that movie's the best. Nineteen eighty. Oh, okay. Superman. There's a lot of good nineteen eighty movies. We could do another podcast about the nineteen about the the year nineteen eighty. Absolutely. I feel like I feel like the Superman movies kind of are like what the Marvel movies are nowadays, a lot of them, because there's a sense of humor about them. Mm-hmm. Like the scene where, I don't know if this is in Superman, the first Superman or the second one, like when he's running to find a phone booth and he just keeps... Great. <laughs> can't find Great. Yep. And the scene with him and Lois Lane where she asks him to use his x-ray vision on her. Yep. And, and he's like, pink. Must be, pink. Must be a lead flower pot. Must be a lead flower pot. Then she steps away from the flower pot. He goes, pink. Yeah. <laughs> great. And Christopher Reeve was perfect. Yeah. So that's my number six. Nice. My one. number five is another one of your omissions, and that's Network. I'm mad as hell. And and yeah. And the performances. Peter Finch is great. Faye Dunaway. William Holden. It's And I loved my wife, Faye Dunaway, for 15 years when I was a teenager. I, <laughs> I, you know, I loved her in the three. Another movie we haven't mentioned, Three Musketeers, um, where she was just amazing in the 70s. Yeah, well, Chinatown. We haven't mentioned Chinatown. Chinatown. That's got to be it. No, we did. I, but not on our top 10 lists. Yeah. yeah, that's that's an honorable mention for me, too. But I came to it late. You know, I didn't really learn about it till it had already been out for 10 years. My number four is Chinatown Beef. Nice. Oh, right, right. So you Perfect made- segue. This is what we do at Jagbacks. Oh, we, we uh, anticipate and then we synergize. <laughs> and my three and two are two previously mentioned ones. Rocky. Yes. And when we, we did a Stallone podcast... A couple months ago, I rewatched it, and it's like an independent movie. It's this loser guy, and 
Stallone does a really, they do a really good job of capturing how a neighborhood feels. And it's just, you're amazed that Stallone turned into what he, what he is now. Yeah. Cause it was, because it, was, it, was, it was a labor of love for him. He just it wrote really was. And it was such a everywhere. Every get, kept getting turned down, but he believed, he believed in it. You almost feel like if Rocky, and we talked about this on a podcast, you almost feel like if it was more of a medium success, he might've made a lot more interesting movies <laughs> but since it was so huge. And then he made 20 Rockies and 20 first bloods. I think he kind of lost his way a little bit. Anyways, and then number two, Star Wars, of course. Yes. Also saw it at the gateway, first front row. Also with Ernie and a few of my other friends. And we we're, this is the greatest movie, the greatest movie ever. It's great when you, you see a movie and you're just like, walk out and triumph. I was witness. To and that. you want to see it again. And that was yeah. my thing. I was like, can we see it again? Yep. Now the lines are out. The lines are down the street. We'll have to come back tomorrow. Damn Who it. cares? I, thought, I saw it at Northbrook Northbrook Court. That's where that was my theater because yeah. uh, yeah. they had that 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 bent screen, that big wide cinerama set up there. Also, where I saw Superman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And my number one is B's favorite movie. Nashville is my favorite. That's your number one movie. Of number one. I was going to say, I thought it was uh, Debbie Does Dallas, another famous movie. <laughs> Ooh, this is a we, family I, podcast, please, Billy. Uh, <laughs> I love Robert Altman and Nashville. Yeah. Nashville's very, a very 70s movie. Very 70s. Definitely. Just, it's like that post-Vietnam dread kind of thing and one thing, yeah, Altman really was able to capture the baby boom mentality in different venues and all of his different films and different ages of their lives as they went through it. Um, he, he is really kind of the, the scribe of that generation. Yeah, his dialogue's great. Yeah. The performances. And it's it's one, I'm like, I have to own this. I just, the first time I saw it, I was like, this is incredible. And another mu uh, music movie. Right now, yeah, I mean, it, it's not like just a music movie. It's it's just how he interlocks all the relationships and everything. It's just the writing and the directing and the acting, just everything about it. I love. Yeah, it's very singular. I mean, Altman has a style, and uh, and it's 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 always you know you know you always know. I feel like you always know when you're watching a Robert Altman movie. Um, I mean, that's not a lot of directors can say that. Yeah. Um, all right. I'll probably be mad when this loses to a 24 seed, but oh well. Nashville <laughs> will absolutely lose to, um, yeah, behind the green door. That's on your, uh, that's on no, your. Own. No, it's, oh. no, it's going to be, it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be poorly seated against, uh, against the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> no, I Rocky agree. Horror. Okay. That's a Rocky Horror is a 12, so it will not go against oh, okay. Nashville unless they both make a surprise run. <laughs> uh, what about MASH? Uh, yeah. MASH in the, in the bracket? MASH is in the bracket. Well, let me run through my honorable mentions real quick. Yes. Yes. Slapshot, which we haven't talked about. Uh, Slapshot is great. Great movie. Alice great. doesn't live here anymore. Oh, hard, difficult film. Oh, it's great though. Yeah. yeah. 
See, the thing about the 70s movies is when I think it was like the early, I think it was the early mid 90s. I watched a ton of them. I just kept going to the local video store. <laughs> what do you have left today? Watching, yeah. And watching, I had a great Alice video. doesn't live here anymore. I had a great video store by my apartment and I just walk over there and, and grab stuff. And nice. I watched a ton of it. And uh, yeah, Alice doesn't live here anymore, I think was one of them. King Kong, because any King Kong is good King Kong. Jessica Lang. <laughs> yes. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Wow. Yeah. I love King. That was another movie me and Ernie saw. <laughs> um, Cuckoo's Nest. And one other one we haven't talked about. Oh, two others we haven't talked about. Five Easy Pieces. Yeah. Yeah. I was just mentioning that I have no Nicholson on my list. And I was like, I was sad because he's my he was my favorite actor in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's got so many great ones in the 70s. And Car Wash. Oh, come on. Love Car Wash. Fill up and you don't have to pay. That's just endlessly rewatchable. Car, car Wash could be the most 70s of the 70s movies. <laughs> yes. It's like Car Wash or Saturday Night Fever. Or, yeah, any of the disco movies. <laughs> I think Bad News Bears is really 70s because Bears. I felt like that feels like my childhood because right. pretty much everybody played Little League, even if you didn't want to. I did, but I mean, there were, there were kids like Lupus, who you know didn't want to play, or his parents just forced them to play. And <laughs> like their, their coach was a drunk and... <laughs> It just feels like that's how it felt like playing Little League back then. My, my 70s childhood, you know, we mentioned Donald Sutherland. My 70s childhood is portrayed in the 1980 movie, Ordinary People. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't think we have time to unpack that. Oh, man. But, you know, every time I go to the Walker Brothers Pancake House on Green Bay Road in Wilmette, then they have that little picture of Robert Redford, you know, waving that because he directed a few scenes in there with Elizabeth Perkins. Elizabeth, not Elizabeth Perkins, Elizabeth Elizabeth McGovern. Elizabeth McGovern, yeah. Um, They had a little trivia thing about her, about ordinary people, is that she was the first Juilliard student that they let leave to go film a movie and come back. Right, and she had to do it on weekends, yeah. Yeah, that's how great they thought Elizabeth McGovern was back then. Yeah, before Ragtime came out. And uh, there were two, I didn't put either one of these in the 70s bracket, but I feel like they are very 70s, the specific kind of 70s sci-fi. Westworld and Stepford Wives. Yes. Those, I think, are ultimate 70s. I want, I tried to find a spot for them, but it's just too hard. It's just too hard. Yeah, yeah there is like an, a, a 70s kind of aesthetic. The What's the De Palma movie with uh, Kirk Douglas and uh, um, Kirk Douglas and Cassavetes? And um, it's directed by Brian De Palma and uh, Amy Irving's in it. And what it is set in Chicago. And it is called. It's, it's on the tip all of the images are ringing a bell. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's that that very seventies kind of like the fury. The fury. That's it. Very kind of like or Carrie. Those are De Palma's first two movies have that kind of like very seventies kind of like dreamy sort of. I, I don't even know what the. Uh, how to describe it. It's like reading flowers in the attic or seeing flowers in the attic on screen. Like 
everybody in their every kid read flowers in the attic <laughs> secretly though secretly yes um all right what do you guys think all right two questions then what do you guys think is going to win probably the obvious ones and also what do you think's a sleeper that might do better sleeper expected oh no sleepers uh, not that's it. not from the 70s i know i just but speaking of woody allen so i was i was, <laughs> I was at the dollar store today oh, let's sleep and they always have like these DVDs for no now it's a dollar twenty five, and there was like ten different Woody Allen ones, so people oh, must really? not be buying Woody Allen anymore. Yeah, well, that's a that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, because yeah, you know, is it is it, it's going to tarnish? I think it's going to have an effect on the um, on the the bracket because you know, even though Annie Hall may be one of the greatest films of the seventies, people are just off off Allen. I'm off Allen. <laughs> Have but you? We, watched, we vote, but we will vote for Chinatown. Interestingly, yeah, right. Have you watched um, Manhattan recently? Mm-mm. So That's I watched Manhattan. Crazy. It was on, and I started to watch it, and I was like, "Creepy, mm. creepy!" From start <laughs> to finish, all the Woody Allen dialogue where he's talking. Yeah. About, Should I date this younger person? I'm like, I am so. I'm gonna hurl. I'm really gonna hurl. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Uh, so I wonder, and I'm afraid to watch Annie Hall because I agree that that movie, talk about a movie that affected me, that movie absolutely affected me. Yeah. And I'm, I, I don't want to watch it now because what if that's, well, I don't know if there's going to be anything like that in Annie Hall that I remember. Yeah, but you never know. I gave it a high C. I gave it a three. Yeah. It's, it's I critically acclaimed to be up that high. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that Star it's going to be Star Wars versus The Godfather. I think it's going to come down. I think we need to make a movie called Star Wars versus The Godfather. <laughs> there was an album that was put out by that title or something. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, by Sticks, yeah. But I don't know what I would pick if I would if I were to say Star Wars versus The Godfather. I guess I'm going Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars would be hard to beat. I think it would win. Like most brackets, the fun is going through it all. Yeah. Right. You know, we could have a rush of, of, of theater people too, you know, and then cabaret might sneak out, you know, there might be some sleepers that are known for their acting and, you know, or if, if you get a bunch of filmographers, you know, a bunch of male people into film, uh, Chinatown will rise. I was going to say Chinatown could do it. I'd love it if Chinatown won. Well, I'll make it public and you guys steer everybody to my page. And maybe we'll get a better, a different kind of voting. You know, you know what would be interesting? And I, I know you've already set up the bracket, but what if we, if we, what if we bracketed by, by genre? So yeah. like one division was all the comedies of the seventies and one division was all the dramas, you know, I went, you'd still end up with star Wars versus the Godfather. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you could do, like, I, feel like, I feel like the brackets heavier, way heavier on drama. There's not a lot of comedies in there. Really? I it's mean, hard there's, make- there's a few, but not that, not that many. It's hard to make a classic comedy. You know, it's like, you can't find very many four star comedies and you never find a best actor you know Never. oscar from a comedy Never. they just they're they're too hard they're too hard to make is there any you guys want to pick like a few movies that we haven't mentioned yet and i'll let you know if they're in the bracket or not 
Okay. I think that's a good question. Hmm. Uh, how about, uh, uh, so is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in the bracket? Nope. How about Blazing Saddles? Oh, yeah. We haven't okay. mentioned that movie because of the controversy of me never having seen Young Frankenstein. <laughs> I feel like Blazing Saddles is the one that's aged the best. Um, I think, yeah, I think most people would pick Blazing Saddles number one, Mel Brooks comedy. Yeah. You know what's an underrated one from the 70s of Mel Brooks is High Anxiety. I think mm-hmm. that movie's really fun. Yeah, the Hitchcock one. What about uh what about Deliverance? Is that in the Deliverance is in there? What about uh Serpico? Yep. Ooh, good one. Serpico. What about <laughs> Night of the Living Dead? No. Okay. Already I picked out. one Play. James Bond movie because I felt like we had to have one. Guess which one I put in there? Uh, Moonraker. Uh, no. <laughs> it was between Moonraker and this one, though. Uh, Diamonds Are Forever. Nope. Uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service. <laughs> no. Because it was George Lazenby. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, I don't... Um, Man with a Golden Gun. Spy Who Loved Me. Spy Who Loved Me. Best soundtrack. Yeah. I never saw there's so many great there's so many great ones in this. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun to do. I I agree. I'm looking forward to it. The early rounds will be painful for me as my favorites. (laughs) I know as like a number four seed loses to yeah. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. When you get into a bracket where it's like all 70s movies, um, you know, like there's so many great ones that it's that you you have. Uh, when I did 80s movies, it was like every choice was just brutal. It was just brutal. Yeah. And most of these movies are pretty well received, too. There's not too many. I'd say the worst reviewed movie that I put in a bracket was Smoking and the Bandit. <laughs> and smoking and band was such a that movie. it was such a gigantic hit i'm like it has to be in here someone loves it yeah talk about a just a classic 70s movie i had to put it in there i was like it, it can't not be in the bracket that is the most 70s of seven and influential the 70s of 70s movies yeah maybe the warriors too i put the warriors in there our friends like the warriors but i don't think the critics did <laughs> yeah what about um what about Patton? I did. I put Patton in. That was one of the ones you picked. Yeah. So it's like, that's like, the, that's like the 70s. You don't realize they're 70s movies. Yeah. yeah. Patton is like early. Or, yeah. Oh, I know. What about like, uh, like Towering Inferno and Airport and those movies? Yes. Yes. You picked those two. So I, I, I left them in there. Yeah. A Poseidon there. Adventure. Yeah. Poseidon. So we have three, three disaster movies. Because 70s are big on disaster movies. Oh, man. I saw that the Towering Inferno was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Amazing. So was E.T., you know, so. You know, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. Um, anything else uh, that we have not covered on our? Um... No, I'm waiting for people to, to yell. What about? Uh, I didn't have I one of their favorites in there. Here's another one I submitted. Uh, what about Rock and Roll High School? Did you make that one happen? I, I'm going to cut that one. 
Ah, no, no. I did. I cut that one. I got on the guest list to see the Ramones at 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 the uh, fucking Aragon in 1978. <laughs> I was in high school because my my friend's brother was in rock and roll high school. <laughs> it might have got in there, but since you love the Who so much, I'm like, I'll just leave Tommy in. Oh, okay, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Ramones was my first concert. Thanks to rock it's and hard. Roll. I was I was trying to I was trying to put Parallax View in there. Yes. And it's a great movie, but I don't think enough people have seen it. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll keep that out. And, you know, Stepford Wives and Westworld, I would like to have had in there. But yeah, it, there's not really too much to take out. Maybe you should have done 108, 194 movies or whatever, twice 96. <laughs> yeah, here's, our, here's my 192 <laughs> all month bracket. We will conclude voting in 2025. Yeah. <laughs> when everyone who has seen these films is dead. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like... Yeah, 90, 96 is the limit. That's as far as I go in the brackets. That's a good yeah. attention span. Yep. Yeah. What else? Uh, what else have we uh, not covered that we should? Oh, uh, we didn't do those little categories. So, drama. What's favorite drama? I said Nashville. Mm, Apocalypse Now. Uh. I mean, I'm going with, I mean, is The Godfather count as a drama? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with that. What about comedy? Mine would be The Jerk. Mine would be Animal House. Since mine would be Animal House, I'm going to go with uh, Blazing Saddles. (laughs) And then the the other ones we didn't talk about, last thing, action movies. That's tough. I have three. Mad Max, Dirty Harry, I feel like Dirty Harry is an action movie. I know it's about a cop, but it's there's a lot going on in that movie. I think there's a lot of action. It's an action movie. And uh, Enter the Dragon. Oh, nice one. I got to say Star Wars. I just got to say Star Wars. I mean, that's right. Okay, not Star Wars. How about not Star Wars? (laughs) (laughs) What about The French Connection? French Connection should be up there. Oscar winner Mm -hmm. in that category. Um, Yeah, and Superman. Yep, that was that was all action. There's so much. I mean, every, I feel like almost every movie we said is great. So it's, <laughs> it's like a tear your hair out bracket. Yeah, it's 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 funny because '70s was a transition for film from the old way of doing things, and these these directors are just coming up now. You got your Coppola, Spielberg, you know, Lucas, all these guys coming out of nowhere and smashing the old way of doing things. And they're creating brand new kinds of film. And so they're, it's hard to find bad ones in, right. in a pool that big. Right. Not like the eighties where there are plenty of bad movies. Ooh. And movies that like were considered great. And then you watch them today and you're like, I used to like this movie and now yeah. I'm watching it. Yeah. And I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> No thanks. We're gonna do a screening of Billy Jack at Jagbags Theater <laughs> to celebrate this bracket. I'm gonna take my right foot and put it on that side of your face. I am going to uh, suggest Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry as uh, double feature. There we go. A double feature with Billy Jack. I did Not put a- Billy Jack in the bracket. Billy Jack it was a huge box office hit in the yeah, early seventies. It had one tin soldier in it, right? Yes, it did. Go ahead and cheat your neighbor, B. And then, and go then ahead and Paul cheat Simon. Him. 
Paul Simon and Gilda Radner did that great spoof of it on the first season of Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I remember a Mad Magazine Billy Jack parody that I read when I was a kid. Probably didn't understand any of it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we covered it. All right. Well, Billy, thanks for joining us. And uh, uh, fun this has been. This Go has ahead. been. Good. We had a lot, we had a blast too. Um, and, uh, we know you're, uh, we know you got a lot going on, so we're going to let you, we'll let you go, but we just want to say thanks to everyone for tuning in. Please, uh, uh, please like us on various, uh, social media platforms that we can be found on. Please subscribe. If you're so inclined, if you like our stuff, please write us a good review, make it hashtag Jagbags. Also, please drop us a line. We are on pretty much every social media platform except TikTok because we're old. So you can find us on Instagram, you can find us on Twitter, and you can find us on Facebook if there's a topic or a bracket you'd like to see, drop us a line there. And if we pick it, you will become the cool kid on your block and in your neighborhood, and you will get a Jag Bags t-shirt. Billy, thanks for joining because you, my friend, will soon be the proud owner of a Jag Bags t-shirt. Honorary Jag Bag. Yes. Oh, how jealous your compatriots at the conspirators will be. <laughs> uh, I'm Walk in. Uh, well, Billy, thanks again for joining us. Thank, Thank you. you. friends. It's great to see you. And yeah, great good to, to see you. Good to chat. Yeah. I'll do a start the bracket on Saturday. Awesome. I will be voting for every single one. All right. <laughs> Even if it's to say no vote. <laughs> Oh, and I will be texting Beave my disdain Thing. for you. Way to go, Beave. Way <laughs> to amplify that and give everyone <laughs> that same idea. Uh, well, thanks everyone for listening. When you're ready to listen, put a little jag bags in your ear. <laughs>